Hi, and welcome to Dedication. Fans remember the Bay City Rollers. Thank you for joining us for part three of our podcast with Diane and Jan. Last week, we left you with quite the cliffhanger. Did Diane really say that Tam tried to kill her? Let's get to the rest of that story and more with Diane and Jan. Take it away, girls. Obviously, I see Tam in the early 70s with the rollers when he used to come on stage with her or be in a car with her. And you'd lucky, I mean, I was lucky that I got to sign my album in 1974, because you weren't allowed near them. What was his problem? Just that you were there? Well, no. He, he thought we was a load of... He, he, he didn't like with it. You know, he called us round around slags. Huh. He called us. He, um, wow. Yeah, he was, um, yeah. He, he, uh, he was, um, nuts. He was nuts. Mm, that, that's definitely the, that's definitely the consensus with everyone, that he was absolutely nuts. He was nuts. He was nuts. He, one minute he'd be fine, and then he would just—he would just flip. He would just flip. He was definitely a control freak, a megalomaniac and control freak. And when we said to him, oh, "There's nothing in your car we want to follow," he went berserk, absolutely berserk. Oh, wow. mm. And we tried to pick the car up with four of us in it, so I'm just looking at him. I'm thinking, "My God!" Wow. That's frightening. You know, and I like ones with Jake. Oh, we love him. Absolutely loved him. Yeah, he was lovely to talk to. Yeah. Did you remember him from when he came out? Did he come to the States? He did come. He, he did come. I mean, I think the West Coast girls had more interaction with him. Um, I, I remember just like probably seeing him in, in the magazines and things as, you know, throwing people off stage or things like that. But no interaction at all. I remember his wife as well, Stella. She was lovely. Yeah, he speaks very fondly of her. Yeah, Jake was Jake was good, but he wouldn't tell you anything. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't tell you anything. He was a bit. He weren't as good as we drivers. Well, he was doing oh, his job. He wouldn't give us no info. No. Well. But we, 
didn't bother with him. We know he was a dead loss. <laughs> he was doing his job. He was doing his job. Yeah. Yes, he was. He gets definitely high marks for that. Um, yes. You know, it's interesting how, you know, we've done about, about 14 or 13 of these so far, and there's a thread through all of them that, that the stories all connect. It's it's really kind of magical. But a, uh, if I could remember everything, things just come and go, and I'll just laugh. It's just, it was just a, a laugh. You know, like, you'd see them and you'd be able to... I mean, I think that the girls over here had that similar experience on the West Coast when they were out there doing the TV show. And then the girls who knew about the house in New Jersey, and I guess that was in the 80s. Oh, yeah. So oh. they, they oh, had... Les went to LA and he had a house in 1979 with Scumby when he was out there. And oh, I came yeah. out for holiday with my mates and we was going to go and see him, but he'd left. Yeah, you definitely weren't undercover, were you, Diane? That's really fun. So were they, when you say you watched them, were they doing a TV show every every night? Or? I was doing gigs. I was doing gigs. Oh, wow. So we just used to do the backstage tour. Yeah. And we used to go out and How did you do that? We just used to go the backstage tour and walk in. I don't know why I ask. I, I, I should know the answer. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It was a stupid question. It was a stupid question. It was a stupid question. <laughs> 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 
That's amazing. So the best of yeah, the best of both worlds there, the Osmonds and the Rollers. Well, I'm not an Osmond fan, but I've met him a couple of times, Donnie, and the others. I've, I've had some sweets off of Meryl's kids, and, and I'm not... That, that was just because there was nothing else happening that day, I reckon. Yeah. Eric had to gone somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And it was free. <laughs> and it was free. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. That's awesome. Anyway, I'll tell you about the nine. I'll try to remember some more things. All uh, right, just, just feel free to interject. We're going to bring Jan on. Hey, Jan. Hi. Right, so, so Hello, I'm my lovely. Still awake. Hey, Jan. I'm still awake. I'm like, 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 I'm that's a world away As it goes. Um, and that's where we, it all started. We made sure we got into the sound check, we met the band, and we had this plan. We are not going to wear tartan. We are not going to be nice to them. We are not going to be like all the other fans. You're going to, so you're going to do the, uh, you're, that was a way to a man's heart. Yeah, aloofness. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, we used to go to gigs, Cavs would ring us. The boys are playing here, or we get a thing from the fan club with just a town. Oh, wow. <laughs> no venue, just a town. <laughs> there's no internet, there's no mobile phones. Just, there's just us in a car and a town. Wow. Yeah, wow. Well, so, we used to, um, Paul had done the lights. He used to 
um, who's sensible van hire from Paddyham. So we just looked for the van. Yeah. Good thinking. Oh, we, okay. we always had to be really. Yeah. We always had to be good detectives. We did. Well, yeah. Sometimes you used to drop into your lap. You'd be like, "Oh, where on earth are we going to go?" And you turn the corner and, and the Alan Woods. Th that that is yeah. very true. It was meant to be. Right, boys. I drive down Kensington High Street, thinking, "Where are they?" I was taking Woody. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Kismet. Oh, we always found them. Um, and then Eric asked us to help out with the merchandise, which we did. And I mean, eventually, he'd say to us, Have you found any decent hotels, girls? Oh, all right, or, or he'd say, How many hotel rooms do we need tonight? And Kim and I always ended up with the best hotel room. Hmm. Wow. I remember there was one time, and we got this huge hotel room, sofa, table, and chairs, and everything. A woods had the end of a corridor that was like the toilet. Oh. <laughs> and he's walking and he goes, how did you two get this big room? So, well, we're a bit special. And he goes, come and look at my room. And it literally was someone had just put a door on the end of a corridor. And there was oh, a single no. Just to draw us in there. They were being gentlemen. <laughs> well, they were great fun because Eric didn't drink at the time. Him and Cass used to take themselves off after their gig and then Woods would go where are we going girls so we were like the gang of four <laughs> so it's you Woody Kimmy and Alan there was the four of us and we, we just I mean it was all perfectly innocent we just put the world to rights sure um, we were in a hotel once in Newcastle it was Swallow Hotel and I remember this because Eric came out and he was really chuffed because he got a really good deal for us I think it was £10 a room yeah, and he goes, I've just got a major squeak. And we're in this four-star hotel, and the bar's on the 24th floor, something like that. And in the middle of this bar is a grand piano. Oh. So the four of us up there, we've got a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of vodka and some coke between us, because why would you buy at the bar when you can just sneak a bottle in? Amen, right. And, and so there's words <laughs> on this grand piano, banging out a couple of tunes and that, and we've heard the ding of the night porter in the lift. So we've gone back to our seats, gone, Alan, it's your turn. And there he is, just got his hands on his grand piano. And the night porter comes in, what are you doing on there? Get off. No. <laughs> oh. We, just, we were always getting Alan in trouble. Well, he, he, he was very charming. He could probably get out of it easier. No, he was just like, he never see it coming. <laughs> I like, see. Everyone else had heard the ding, no, not Alan. Oh, wow. And I was just sitting there waiting to get his hands on a grand piano. Oh. There was one time we were in Preston having a drink, and he decided at half past four in the morning to sing Manana in the middle of a bar. <laughs> Did he have a couple before, do you think? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, another, I mean, there's so many, and they normally revolve around Alan because he was just so funny. Oh, he was um, so much fun. We a place near Blackpool and there was a Christmas party going on we, we'd actually got the annex next to the hotel me and Kim it was like a little flat there was a Christmas party going on and there, there's all these people in their finery in their Christmas dresses dancing to the birthday song and Alan just stands there quite matter of fact and says I really wish I'd written that song which song was it? the birdie song I don't know that song. Oh, oh. 
Don't we call that something else here, Laura? The chicken dance. The chicken dance. The chicken dance. Yeah, that's it. And what's this just like, really? And he goes, well, yeah, because I play it every Christmas. <laughs> then they play it here at every wedding. Yes, it's huge wedding crowd. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, there's because a, it gets everybody up dancing. It's, there's, there's, a, there's a whole dance to it. Do you do the dance over there? Well, they were doing the dance. Alan was fascinated. I was waiting for him to go and join in. Yeah. <laughs> I usually go to the bathroom then when they play that song. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, I be on the dance floor. Oh, I'm just going to the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Ex exactly. <laughs> they were just normal down to earth they're, they're just ordinary people they're, they're just ordinary people Jan when did you when did you and Diane connect the, not Diane Branford um the girl sitting next oh to you God, that must have been when Eric came back on the scene yeah. in the 2000s and it, it was Eric that introduced us is that right yeah Oh, wow. so I think South End or something like that. That sounds oh, perfect, actually. Well, I, th I think uh, he's probably very jealous and he wants to live there too now, t to be closer to you. Well, when, before he was ill, before he was ill, he, uh, you know he, he used to do those um, house parties? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. He said to me, he was going to come out here and stay with me, well not with me, because I've got two houses, I would have let him stay in my house, and um, he was going to do a house party for me in my garden. But, but well, yeah. now he's not been well, he, he can't come, but he said he would. Mm. So he never know for the future, he might. Well, where we used to play, the lounge bar's only what? In fact, the lounge bar where he used to play in Spain is probably halfway between me and Diane. Yeah, not far. Mm. That'll be the halfway point between us. Wow. I, I think that we'd have a, um, we might come over for that. <laughs> What do you think, Laura? Oh, yeah. He said he would do it. Because I looked after the cat, he said he would do it for me. But if he does, it will be quite, will be relocated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wouldn't that be, wow, wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, when, when, when we've been quite fortunate when we've come to Hoy because we've always seemed to meet him in the car park. Yeah. Before we come into the place. So when he walks in and he cuddles everybody else, I can sure we don't get that we don't get that um, immediate reaction. Do we? No, we just get the finger. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, and then, then we get a cuddle. Oh girls. Yeah. yeah. Well that that's true love. If you get the finger, it's true love. Yes. It really uh, is. It really uh, is. But I have to say I mean, when I probably spent seven, eight years with them in the nineties. And they were just such good fun. Yeah. They are. Um, but it, it was always 
like there was me, Kimmy, and Cats against the rest of the world. Mm. Well, that's some. You know, that, that's a mighty force there. That is a mighty force. Yes, we did do a bit of ganging up on them, but I mean, it was just great fun. There was, you know, and some of the fans we met back then, I see now on Facebook and in real life, and little Yoko, I love her. Mm. And I, mean, I never forget her following, them. They, she followed on to her, and I think it was 1991, and she hasn't changed a bit. Yeah. I said, Yoko, you still look 14. No, it, isn't that her. something? It is. Well, you you did the um, the UK 2K Fest too, and you brought Eric and yes. Alan. How, how did that happen? Well, we've well, we, we done the one with Les in 2000. Was that UK? Two, just UK. UK 2K, right. the original. Correct, we, sorry. Gail and I had done Liverpool. Right. And then, straight on to 2007, and Eric had just started doing acoustic gigs. And I kind of just plonked the idea in his lap, and he says, what would you want me to do? And I says, oh, just, you can sing Mary Has a Little Lamb, or Bar Bar Black Sheep, just stand there. I don't care what you do. Because we wouldn't. Oh, let me think about it. So when a cassette chucked a few emails my way, and we'd been swapping emails, and then Eric said, I'm in Bristol, come down with Patsy, come and meet me. And he goes, I've had a thought. I went, okay, I think I'll do a request set. And I've got my head in my hands going, do you know what this involves? And he yeah. says, what do you mean? And I went, you are going to have to sing every album track and B-side there ever was. Exactly. You can't remember. You don't yeah. even know the words to buy my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what song did I have? I don't know it was one. one of the gigs he cried. Was it Love Me Like I Love You? Yeah, one of the gigs he cried, um, we, we went to, he gave me the mic to sing it because he couldn't remember the words, wasn't it? I think that was like, I can't remember what song it was. But Les is a sign. Yeah. You have, have to mouth the words for Les because he can't remember my mother. <laughs> that, that was the after we were sitting drinking tea in this cafe and he started singing Bye Bye Barbara. Barbara, was a good girl. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, and, and I mean, Suze, you were there. Yeah. He was amazing. He done what, four hours on stage? Oh, easily. We, we were expecting maybe 20, 30 minute get, you know, set, you know? It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I just, gave, I just said, look, I'm paying you for this, do what you want. And yeah. then he was a big, well, I know Eric, and Eric will always give 200%. Yeah. Especially musically. Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of knew if I give him this, he'll just run with it. Um, but even I didn't expect that. I was standing there afterwards thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. No, it was absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I had him and Alan up singing Don't Let the Music Die. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. And they got me up. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I, I mean, it was, a, it was amazing for everyone. And Lisa got to sing with um, um, Laura, got to sing Eagles Fly. Yeah. Probably Lisa said about that the better because she had to sing the right version rather than. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Eric just did excelled I think everyone's expectations and I remember one of the fans I'm not going to name her but she was really unsure about she was a big Les fan she's like I'm only coming because I want to see everyone here that's fine you know I don't expect her to see Eric and she just went it's just blown me away he's just totally blown me away yeah. by what he's put into this a lot of people left feeling 
a lot differently about him as a musician. I mean, we always knew he was, you know, the yeah. the brain of the band, if you will, the writer, you know. But yeah, he he really is the real deal. Yeah, but, and I mean, up until then, we'd have conventions, and every one of them was good. I was at a lot of them. I was at Toronto, I was London, Edinburgh, and they were all good. Yeah. But until that one, I mean, considering none of it was... Once, once I got Eric on that stage, right, that was the end of my planning. Right. I had nothing more on to that. that. That was my plan, done and dusted. It's over to you, Eric, you deal with it. Um, and I just thought, you've given more in this one than anyone else has ever given. They might do an hour set, an hour and a half set. You've just given us four hours of the most obscure Bay City roller school yeah. ever. Exactly. Wow. And and not only that, after it was over, I mean, I don't think he finished with a meet and greet until like three in the morning. Because I remember we were towards the back of the line and wow. I, I remember thinking, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> but so I can't imagine how he was. He had to have been just spent, you know. It, he, you know, he insisted on meeting everyone. And I remember being backstage um, and Eric was always the first one out to meet the fans. Mm. No, they, they turned up to see me. I want to go and see them. He was always one of the first out. Yeah. Um, he always had, because he always said, they put me where I am today. They've come to see me. You know, yeah. I need to go and say thank you. And he rang me up the week after UK, uh, Edinburgh in 2007 to thank me and to say thank you to everyone else for coming along. And what was quite funny is, I don't know if you remember, I took Lenny with me, who oh, was yeah. quite famous in his own way. Yeah, for so, sure. And he's gone to me, look <laughs> at right, Lenny, I'm like, yes, Eric, he goes, was he married to Susie Quattro? And I went, uh, yes, did you not recognise him? He said, he's got grey hair. Yeah, I remember when I first walked into the hotel bar, Lenny was sitting there, and I said to Regina, I said, oh my God, Eric's here, because I just saw the gray hair, and Regina's like, I don't think, she's like, I don't think that's Eric, I'm like, I think it might be, so, you know, there we are, <laughs> it was not Eric, it was Lenny. <laughs> the other nice thing about that weekend was... Um, because knowing Alan that well, I knew Alan would just like go to the bar and hold court. And he certainly did. And I remember Eric coming in and he says, Is Big Al here? I said, Yeah, he's downstairs. He said, Don't tell me. Holding court in the bar. I says, How did you guess? Yeah. Yep. He and he says, I bet he's having a whale of time. I says, Oh, he's just sitting there telling his stories. Oh, as he does. The best, the best stories. Yeah. That was a great, that was a um, great weekend. It was weekend. so lovely to have Alan just holding court. And he was on the stage with Eric a bit, and they were bantering, and it's just so lovely to see. And his Q and A, I mean, his Q and A was wonderful too. Well, Alan's in yeah. his area. Oh yeah. And I, I loved how he was so nervous at the beginning, and we're like, it's just us, <laughs> you know. And yeah, but once you once you get Alan talking, yeah, 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 you got to get him going. Just let him roll. He was, he was one of the funniest people I ever met. So funny. People. Yep, so we, funny. We used to get him to do the burning rubber dance. Uh-oh. You'd get a couple of things down and say, Alan, what, the burning rubber? He goes, ah, oh, do I have to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he'd do it on stage as well. If you caught his eye on stage, you'd go into the, cross his eyes and start the burning rubber dance. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. 
Yeah, that we was a great. When he lived up in Glen Devon, it was his birthday, and we went up to surprise him for a week. Well, we we gone on holiday for a week, Kim and I. We thought, oh, we'll just go and surprise Alan on his birthday. And he just organised the whole week for us. Did he? Yeah, he's like, right, tomorrow we're doing this. I'm taking you out for dinner that night. And he says, it's a Highland Games, you can't miss that. And he, he had the whole week organised for us. Oh, how lovely. Uh, and then he, he told us to go down and see Derek. And Kim and I were a bit, I'm not like Diane, I don't knock on people's doors. Kim and I sat in the car outside Derek's for half an hour. And we got a bit too nervous and didn't knock on the door. Oh. He, he would, said to me years later, I don't know why you didn't knock on that door. He, he would have loved it. Uh, I said, we were just so nervous. He went, but you know all the others. And I think that's because we knew Alan Eric and Woods. Yeah. Um, but we didn't know Derek. And it was kind of like invading his privacy. Mm-hmm. I, again, with the boundaries. I love that. That you, you respect that. I mean, his mum and dad. Woody's mum always said to us, if we were up there, we had to come around for tea. And then if we were 15 minutes late, oh, the row we'd get. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I've had many a row off Woody's mum. Yeah. Late. Everyone who, talks to, everyone who talks about his parents said they were just the loveliest people to the fans. And I remember, I have a photo of Mrs. Wood from... from a pen pal I still have it she's holding a birthday cake that I guess one of the fans you know presented to her for his birthday and she's just the loveliest sweetest woman (laughs) oh they were lovely they were always always really well clean if you're up there pop in and sit but I have to say Tam was Tam used to say to us just pop in for a cup of tea and I said you never come back out again I said don't drink anything now wait a minute so you you (laughs) mean don't take it do you, do you mean at the compound, Jan? Yeah, up at Little Keniston. I, I call it the compound. So you've been inside. Well now, dear, dear friends and listeners, we really hate doing this to you, but you're going to have to join us next week for our final session with Jan and Diane to hear what went down in the compound or Little Kellerstein. Until next week... Thanks for listening and keep on rolling.